Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Lisa Colon-Delay, and you're listening to Spark My Muse. This is Soul School Lesson 292, The Wounded Healer. Some of you may be well aware of Henry Nouwen. Quite a few of his books are considered perennial classics, and The Wounded Healer, which I'm going to read from today, is certainly one of those books. I'd like to mention Henry Nouwen because for a new generation of readers and spiritual seekers, I think his words are timeless. They can offer so much to us today. As I include them, I want to generalize them a little bit. He was sometimes writing to men in the ministry, he being a priest himself in the Catholic Church. Sometimes I believe his audience and ministers were male. I don't think his wise words pertain only to men in ministry and only to men in Christian ministry. I find that much of his writing in this book pertains to anyone who has an influence over someone else. Henry Nouwen particularly speaks to us who sometimes are doubtful of our capabilities or think maybe we don't have enough to offer or we have to be completely whole and in one piece before we expose ourselves or give ourselves to others in service. The Wounded Healer is this small book that should be in everyone's library, in my opinion. Here's what the back matter of the book says. What does it mean to be a healer in the modern world? In this hope-filled and profoundly simple book, Nowen offers a radically fresh interpretation of modern ministry. Here he inspires devoted men and women who want to be of service in their church or community, but have found traditional ways of ministry alienated and ineffective. Ministers are called to identify the suffering in their own hearts and Make that recognition the starting point of their service. For now, ministers must be willing to go beyond their professional, somewhat aloof role, and leave themselves open as fellow human beings with the same wounds and suffering as those they serve. In other words, we must heal from our wounds. Of this book, The Christian Century writes, a lucid and profoundly simple book, as a combination of creative case studies, stories from diverse cultures and religious traditions, perceptive cultural analysis, in-depth psychological and religious insights, and a balanced and creative theology, this small volume should prove exciting and intelligible for clergy and laity. I'm going to be reading from page 71 under the title, Principles of Christian Leadership. And again, I want to say that even though it says Christian leadership. I believe this applies in a way that is more general. You could say human leadership. Either way, both apply. The subtitle is personal concern. If there is any posture that disturbs a suffering man or woman, it is aloofness. The tragedy 
of ministry is that many who are in great need, many who seek an attentive ear, a word of support, a forgiving embrace, a firm hand, a tender smile, or even a stuttering confession of inability to do more, often find their ministers distant people who do not want to burn their fingers. They are unable or unwilling to express their feelings of affection, anger, hostility, or sympathy. The paradox, indeed, is that those who want to be for everyone find themselves often unable to be close to anyone. When everybody becomes my, quote, neighbor, unquote, is it worth wondering whether anybody can really become my proximus, that is, the one who is most close to me? So after much stress on the necessity of a leader to prevent his or her own personal feelings and attitudes from interfering in a helping relationship, it seems necessary to reestablish the basic principle that no one can help anyone without becoming involved, without entering with their whole person into the painful situation, without taking the risk of becoming hurt, wounded, or even destroyed in the process. The beginning and the end of all Christian leadership is to give your life for others. Thinking about martyrdom can be an escape unless we realize that real martyrdom means a witness that starts with the willingness to cry with those who cry, laugh with those who laugh, and to make one's own painful and joyful experiences available as sources of clarification and understanding. Who can save a child from a burning house without taking the risk of being hurt by the flames? Who can listen to a story of loneliness and despair without taking the risk of experiencing similar pains in their own heart and even losing their precious peace of mind? In short, who can take away suffering without entering it? The great illusion of leadership is to think that people can be led out of the desert by someone who has never been there. Our lives are filled with examples which tell us that leadership asks for understanding and that understanding requires sharing. So long as we define leadership in terms of preventing or establishing precedence, or in terms of being responsible for some kind of abstract, quote, general good, unquote, we have forgotten that no God can save us except a suffering God, and that no man can lead his people except the one who is crushed by its sins. Personal concern means making someone the only one who counts, the one for whom I am willing to forget my many other obligations, my scheduled appointments, my long-prepared meetings, not because they're not important, but because they lose their urgency in face of someone else's agony. Personal concern makes it possible to experience that going after the lost sheep is really a service to those who are left alone. Many will put their trust in those who went all the way out of concern for just one of them. The remark, he really cares for us, is often illustrated by stories which shows that forgetting the many for the one is the sign of true leadership. It's not just curiosity which makes people listen to a preacher when he speaks directly to a man and a woman whose marriage he blesses, or to the children of a man whom he buries in the ground. They listen in the deep-seated hope that a personal concern might give the preacher's words that carry beyond the ears of those whose joy or suffering he shares. Few listen to a sermon 
which is intended to be applicable to everyone. But most pay careful attention to words born out of concern for only a few. All this suggests that when one has the courage to enter where life is experienced as most unique and most private, one touches the soul of the community. The one who has spent many hours trying to understand, feel, and clarify the alienation and confusion of their fellow man or woman might well be the best equipped to speak to the needs of the many, because all men and women are one at the wellspring of pain and joy. This is what Carl Rogers pointed out when he wrote, quote, I have found that the very feeling which has seemed to me most private, most personal, and hence most incomprehensible by others, has turned out to be an expression for which there is a resonance in many other people. It has led me to believe that what is most personal and unique in each one of us is probably the very element which would, if it were shared or expressed, speak most deeply to others. This has helped me to understand artists and poets who have dared to express the unique in themselves. It indeed seems that the leader is first of all the artist who can bind together many people by their courage in giving expression to their most personal concern. I'm going to stop there and possibly I'll pick up the book and read another section at a later time. As I'm reflecting on that piece, it's very interesting to me that the particular is what becomes the universal. In a sense, the more particular we get about, about something that seems personal to us, painful to us, some kind of suffering, it links us to other people in deeper ways. It helps us to share in their pain. And when we relate to them in those specific ways, in and through our own pain, embracing theirs as well, that connection builds trust and makes us a good leader, a trustworthy leader, or perhaps a trustworthy friend. It matters about your particular pain and suffering in the world, whether you're a minister or just a friend. This book, Wounded Healer, talks a lot about how the things that have wounded us and hurt us are these access points that connect to other people. And not in a victimization kind of way, but in a deep empathy kind of way. We can be united together in our joy. We can be united together in understanding our similar sorrows. And those sorrows and pains don't exclude us from becoming supportive and nurturing friends to others. There are so many gems packed into this book, The Wounded Healer, and I know for many people who've been struggling, wondering if service professions and vocations are right for them, this book has been a godsend and a lifeboat to them. Henry Nowen himself felt extremely wounded. He suffered with bouts of clinical depression that kept him in bed for days on end. Because of that, he was able to write very deeply, honestly, and authentically to people he knew were hurting. And he could come alongside them in ways many other people couldn't. When people complained that ministers were aloof, he realized there'd be a temptation for leadership to hold people at a distance in order to 
avoid getting hurt or risk vulnerability. But in that very vulnerability, in our very pain, we become the kind of people who are worth following. We all become wounded healers to each other if we allow that vulnerability to soften us and not make us brittle and difficult to be around. I'll write a little more reflection on this in the companion page that goes with this audio. And you can find that link at sparkmymuse.com for this episode 292. And you can go to sparkmymuse.substack.com for this episode and find my further reflection on this. As always, I thank you for listening and for supporting my work by sharing this or donating at sparkmymuse.com. You can find links to do that, whether it's monthly or just a one-time gift. All those things go to help pay the expenses for keeping this going. Until the next episode, I wish you blessing and peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.